The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hi, Weekly Dishers. It's Stephanie Hansen, and as we enter our new normal, I want to acknowledge the fabulous co-op employees and community that is keeping our co-op safe, clean, and stocked with local products. Lakewind supports your local farmers in our community, whether it's the locally family-farmed and sustainably raised meat producers or the 95% organic produce that they have in the store each week. At Lakewinds, they source as close as they can, and in the coming weeks, you should start to see local spring mixed salad greens and vegetables like fiddlehead ferns and ramps for sautéing and butter, yum, with spring mushrooms, delicious. Watch for the organic fruits you love and consider buying some new spring grilling sauces like the fantastic Mazah Chutney. This is a flavor bomb of all raw ingredients, including cilantro, ginger, lemon, and vinegar, and it's made by a woman-owned company right here in Minnesota. This chutney goes great with spring lamb and egg dishes. Find ways to experiment with new flavors, sauces, and locally made products that you can find at Lakewinds Food Co-ops in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield, or by ordering online at lakewinds.com. Dishers, how is everybody doing this fine, sunny, but chilly Saturday? Stephanie March, you got a weather report for us? My weather report is that, wow, it was 18 when I woke up. That was unexpected. But uh, it looks like it's going to clear into a beautifully crystal, sunny day. Yeah. I think we're going to hit a, like a high of 40. Good day for walking. It's a good walk day. It's You can still grill tonight, kids. I think this is a good grill night. I'm going to have a fire outside. I was thinking, gee, if I was at the cabin right now, yep. I could have a little bonfire. And You still can. I know. We're not going to the cabin. We're doing what we're supposed to do. We're not... I know a lot of people infecting are the cabin folks and worried about to, coming. You guys all coming up north. I know. And we are going up north. Believe me, between now and the fishing opener, we are heading up. But for now, we're just trying to be respectful. And You're hunkering. Hunker down. Yeah. Hunker yeah, down. Hunkering down. Um, I was saying to Steph, I was very glad to see her uh, because this is only the second time I've been out since last Saturday. <laughs> and one of those times was last Saturday. And last- <laughs> I've been to the grocery store. That's it. That was after that, huh? Yes. I mean, I've walked and I'm take- I've taken up running again. So Shocking. there's that. I know. A lot of people are like, wow, I've started running. I'm like, you started. Like people who I never thought would be running It's are running It's now. desperate times. You Great. need no equipment. You I'm- just wander outside your front door yeah. and you can walk if you want to. Oh my gosh. I've been doing... Um- I've been doing some of those uh, online. I never did like YouTube videos to yep. work out, but I was doing some weightlifting because I my strength training is gone. Yep. So because I can't go lift things at gyms, so I've been just having a couple. I, and they're good. They're not bad. It's good. I'm feeling okay about it. Um, are you maintaining your weight? I don't weigh myself. Remember, I forgot so, that about. You. I don't know. All right, I am but maintaining, I but there's a lot of people that are like, well, "Wow!" Again, again with the, if you're eating this much pasta. You're not going to flatten any curves. So, but I would say that I, for some reason, I think it's because I'm eating more regularly instead of my crazy weird life of not eating anything and then eating huge meals for dinner, you know, because of my job. It's, I was thinking the same thing because I actually like lost a pound. Oh. And I was like, this is weird. It's because 
restaurant food obviously has more cal is probably more caloric. Yeah. And we eat it like late at night. And I don't think it's the late at night because I'm still eating different times. Like I still eat at night and late at night, but I don't eat. I, I think I'm just because I'm on a different. Well, a also spring, I think just helps. You know what I mean? Just because you're getting out and around yeah, and everything else. I've been walking my literal yeah, butt off. But I think it's the idea that I get up and I have a breakfast and I sit down at my table and I start my work and then I have a lunch and then I have a, and then I make dinner with Jake, you know, so it's like or we get takeout. But it's sort of that idea of it's a little bit more regulated, regulated. And I'm not doing like for me, of course, weirdly, I would not eat breakfast. I would get to work and I would sometimes eat lunch and sometimes I wouldn't. And then I would eat, you know, I would go out for a dinner and sometimes I would eat this massive sampling dinner. But still, again, and you're right, a lot more. And there's so much more drinking. (laughs) I thought about that, too, even though I'm drinking a lot at home. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I actually had a hangover this week by myself. Talk about the shaming I felt. Oh, well, my don't word. shame yourself. How about let's remove the shame in this well, time? Well, I just, I would like the next day, I drank like wine. And, you know, those home glasses of wine are a lot bigger than the restaurant glasses of wine, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to have a rum. Like a rum on the rock sounds really good. And then I had another. And then I just got sad. <laughs> And I was sad crying about missing my kid. And my husband was like, because he's not drinking. He was like, wow. Yeah. So the next day I wake up and I went back to bed and I was laying in bed working on my computer at like noon. And he was like, um, do you think you're going to get dressed today? I was like, I don't know. No, maybe not. I feel bad because I'm hungover and I'm embarrassed, but I'm also (laughs) a little irritated just at myself and I'm sad and I don't know if I'm done being sad yet. So check back in in about an hour. Well, and let's, I don't know if you guys saw the New York Times article. There's a great article out there that's, you know, and I actually kind of referenced it this week with uh, the Doom Tree, you know, thing that these guys, Sims, and yeah. they're all doing. But the idea that all those memes were going around first that were like, oh, Shakespeare wrote 12th night and, you know, 50,000 sonnets during his quarantine. You know what? <laughs> Sit down, Shakespeare. I don't have the ability to get even like the remotest, you know, clean clothes on for many I can of the barely days. even read a book. Yeah. Oh, God. People who are like, oh, I've read 17 books. I know. I'm like, I want to really? get there, but I'm I've just not yet. I've been working till 1 a.m. So, yeah, that's the problem is that there's a. So, I, the whole point is this article is like, you know what, guys? Cut yourself a break. You don't have to have developed a side hustle. You don't have to have a book project in the works. You don't have to be learning Spanish like <laughs> no. my friend Sarah. No. And and if you are. Or coding like my friend Kim. Yeah. Well, I'm learning how to code. Yeah. Mazel. Really. Mazel. But listen. <laughs> so I think that that idea is like, don't worry about it. You can. And so in a weird way, it's the same thing with food, right? I know a lot of people are, you know, creating these culinary masterpieces because they're bored and tired. But I think it's also true to say that a lot of us have had food that maybe we have not ever eaten in connection or in concert before. Like we call it the freelancer lunch, which is like if you're home freelancing and sometimes you're just working on stuff and you have to eat something, right? So you go to your fridge, you open your fridge and you look and you cobble together a meal that you would never, ever tell anybody was your actual meal. Like for instance, I had a whole dinner or lunch of basically pretzels and I just like dipped them in a salsa until the salsa was gone. And then I grabbed a handful of cheese cubes. That was my lunch. Pork. Pork is the sound. Porking is the sound. So I did actually put that on the Facebook as the question of the day. So I'm saying, what is the weirdest meal you've cobbled together for yourself during quarantine? Um, 
And it looks like we have some winners here already. We have Katie who says Doritos dunked in cottage cheese. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> she says, not going to lie, though, discovered this back when I was pregnant and it's become normalized here, which I love. <laughs> How about this? A cheddar and caramel popcorn mix, a little Debbie Swiss cake roll and a beer. That's, That's an amazing meal. At lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, Cheryl's plain multi green chips with salsa, small handful of licorice, grapes, and some raw cabbage. Oh, wow. <laughs> this little finish off with the cabbage oh to get God. it all down. I love this because this is really, truly the way, I mean, this is what we're doing, right? That's so funny. I know. So no pressure if you have to, if you just do like a heggy cheese pizza with asparagus, jarred artichoke hearts, and uh, a bite of deli salami. You got it. Yeah. You got it. I like it. Yeah. Um... I will tell you something I ate this week that was real weird that I think you might have it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have the pig heart from the half a hog in your... Because you don't get... You only get... There's only one per pig. You and I split it. it. Oh, so I got your heart. You got pig heart. (laughs) So... I was trying to say so slow, so slow, but you know, they don't cut them in half. So, so you got the pig heart. I allowed you to have the pig heart. And I was like, um, okay, well I did my freezer inventory and that was an amazing exercise. Yeah. And I was like, and I have this pig heart. So at the very minimum, I'll cook it and like cut it up and give it to my dog who is so old. She's just literally, sometimes I look at her and she's just standing there in the middle of the room looking at nothing. Yeah. But and I'm like, she's oh, got she's stuff. got dementia. She's okay. got stuff. So then I like research pig heart and turns out you can eat it and it's very lean. It's sure. almost like beef well, it's tongue. It's a muscle. Yeah. So I was like, like oh, think about well, it. that would be bad to just use this whole thing on the dog. I should try it. So I had hominy and I was going to make pozole. And I had a David Leibovitz recipe that was super complicated and hard. Yeah. And I was like, well, it doesn't have to be this complicated. No. I can. And I made pozole and I used the pig heart and it was good. It was really good. I'm having a hard time wanting to eat the leftovers. Yeah. Because I don't know if it's because I put the pig heart in hmm. or if it's just. Just another piece of an. I mean, like if uh, for me, you know, the deal is like if you're consuming an animal, you're consuming an animal. I know. And so like and I don't have what any. I say, I don't but have my any. brain is like. Really? Well, and I there's mean, there's some pig heart a, in there for lunch. Is there any difficulty in flavor for you? I mean, is it no. you, technically hearts are. And I've had, you know, I've had beef hearts. It and was good. So it's it is a little bit more irony. Yep. You know, but it's nothing more than. OK. That was my big experiment okay. for the week. Well, good was for you. you. I made did it. homemade pozole. Actually, I should bring you some. Uh, yeah. Maybe next well, week. I brought you some hooch today. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you guys know, I was supposed to do a Facebook Live yesterday. My boozy book club, which I've done before. You know, I've done it in front of groups and we've done it like at Holly Go Fabulous. Um, my, our listener, Jilly, is usually in attendance to those. Um, but anyway, I decided to do it for Facebook Live for MSP Mag, and I I basically like like practice in my head all day long for this like sort of spur of the moment supposed to be a boozy book club in which I talk about Zoe's artisan bread, and I talked about Allison Roman's Dining In, her first book, and a couple other things, and uh, I was going to channel the Ina Garten, you know, big cocktail making episode, which I did. I think I did really well, but. I was there. I was there at 530. I hit go live on my computer screen. I had it all set up. 
And uh, yeah, by the end of it, I was like, okay, that was great. And I I had looked at text and they all said, anything we can help with what's going on? Nobody had mentioned like, you're not on, by the way. So I thought I was live. I was not live at all. But the good news is that it, uh, it sent it, the video to some random Facebook page that Facebook made for me. Have you ever had this happen? Yeah, we have one that Steph March and Stephanie Hansen. Steph March and Steph Hansen. Maybe you went live on that page. I didn't. I went on this Stephanie March place. And all of a sudden, it's now it's pulling all my Instagram stuff, too. It's really weird. I don't know how it happened, but it just made a page for me and sent the video there. So, nonetheless, it is still there. And we, I put it on the MSP Mag page. It's pretty funny. But anyway, I made a hooch. And okay. I, and I made the hooch and I brought you the hooch. We're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll find out what hooch is and how you can get hooch for Easter takeout, like the hooch of Easter. We'll be back. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, guess what? Easter's coming. Wow. Easter? <laughs> is that why some stupid rabbit is in my yard eating the tops of my tulips? No, it's because Easter's. <laughs> it's because rabbits do that. <laughs> hate rabbits. I wish we could just eat them. Why is You can. I would like to eat the one in my yard. I don't know. Literally if you, just trap it and eat it. I don't think you really want to eat that one. I know. I'm going to Because it's been eating like, garbage and things and like I'm gonna that. And I'm going to be like the lady from, um, what movie was that where she cooked the pet rabbit? Oh, um, she was uh, Glenn Close. It was oh, it Michael was fatal attraction, yes. dude. <laughs> sounds like sounds like I feel like we're playing charades over here. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so Easter, Easter. There's a lot of well, I think a lot of people are kind of wondering what they're going to do with Easter because um, do you know what I'm going to do? Well, let's hear it. And what are you going to do? I am going to have my kid and my mother-in-law, who is 87, in my home. You were going to do it, huh? I don't know how we're going to do it. We are probably going to like have three different tables, and then people will put their own dishes in the dishwasher or something. We're kind of working through how it could work. But, I, I mean, I could get Vaclemp just talking about it. I miss my people. I know. Everyone does. I want a Sunday dinner. <laughs> I want a ham. Yeah. I know. Sorry. You're going to be okay. You know what, though? Breathe it in, breathe it out. Here's the deal, though. It's like, I think that obviously we're all craving that togetherness of mm-hmm. whatever that is. But I also think that maybe not having it is okay, too. And not and maybe respecting not having it is okay, too. And having and really actually fully feeling what that means so that next year when we get to it again, it isn't one of these things like, I don't know. I don't know. Let's just go to brunch somewhere. I don't know. Let's just like maybe whatever. More I don't know. Is, is she going to even show up this year? And if I don't you're know. religious. Like, and I'm, I'm not, but for people that are, like, it's, I think, going to be a really significantly important time, just the rebirth of whatever is to come. Yeah. The resurrection of whatever's to well, come. I mean, you know, and quite honestly, uh, over on MSU Mag, Dara, my colleague, wrote this beautiful piece about Passover, as in, you know, for the Seder dinner gathering. Oh, I love the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Gathering everyone. I love the Lutherans, too, and the Catholics, but I <laughs> really people. like the Jews. You just like people. And having everybody come over and doing this very, you know, this thing about, you know, the passing over, which is the angel of death. And it's, you know, it's this really significant thing. And she wrote this really wonderful piece about it and talking about how, you know, it doesn't really work to have everybody not together. It's not, that's kind of not the point and how people are feeling at a loss with all of this. And I just, I was thinking about it as far as it, and I, I think it's true with every religion and everybody right now is sort of feeling that. And I loved her, her moment to say, maybe we should, you know, kind of feel it. Maybe you should sit in the fact that it's not going to be normal. It's not going to be great. Feel it, not eat it. Yeah. Just feel it so that you can recognize 
you know, how lucky we really are in, in all of this. And that means, you know, so, so with that in mind, I hope that you guys do something. I hope everyone does something to recognize the moment and sort of feel that it's maybe not going to be the same, but it'll be different. And that difference is supposed to be marked so that we can change for the better, whatever we need to change. Well, my plan B, if we can't figure out how to socially distant appropriately in our house and be safe would be to do takeout and have a picnic, no matter how cold it is. Right. And that's, we have, uh, we have some really good ideas for takeout for you guys. Um, one of the ones that I love the most is France 44, because you can do an a la carte thing. A lot of the takeout things that are doing, they're saying like, here's a big family pack. Family feast. And they're yeah. doing this. And I know a lot of people, especially in their houses, it's getting a little dicey as far as your friends and or your family saying things like, I want this to eat, but I want that to eat. I've heard a little bit of that. So uh, France 44, what's great about them right now, you guys, is that they are doing an a la carte. You can pick your, you can pick hands. Or you can pick salmon. You could pick both if you wanted. You could do a quiche or you could do scalloped potatoes or you could do both. That kind of a thing. Uh So I really like that idea. And they are doing curbside. They're working on delivery, I believe. Um, So that's kind of a really nice way of going around that one. I like the idea of, uh, I do like the idea of family packs too, by the way. And Create Catering, I know we talked last week about what they were doing. Um, But they are also uh, doing an Easter dinner. And they are doing it so that you basically get a big old spinach and cheese egg bake. You get truffle deviled eggs. You get ham. There's creamy cornflake potatoes. I Which mean, are oh, delicious. Green beans, hot crust buns. Oh, so good. God, I'm going to start to cry again if I think about the potatoes. Yes, no. <laughs> no, hold back. Hold back. No, you you go ahead. You no, just go ahead. I think ahead. the moment passed. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> but that one serves four and it's $100. But the thing is, you know, it's like it, they're delivering it chilled to your door, I think. I'm pretty sure. And they are, the idea is that they are doing like these family packs that they're doing and, you know, they're kind of li- giving it to you and then you're kind of assembling and making it. And I think for a lot of people, I think they want that with Easter. Yeah. They want to be able to do something. You know, to and like egg hunts are outdoors. Yes. So those can still happen. I mean, at right, your house. Right. I know my house. I can. But um, that's the thing is like, I don't know what. Yeah, I feel bad for my daughter was going to host Easter this year for the first time. Oh. So I kind of feel bad about that. But Megan, I'm not going to cry for you either. No. I'm going to remain strong throughout remain the strong. rest of the show. OK, good. I mean, if you don't, you don't. Um, <laughs> I want to let you guys know if you do have a big family trapped with each other in the house, you know, sometimes it's harder to, you know, take in when you have for a big feast. Six Smith is doing something that's really great. They have ham and prime rib dinner for either four to six or eight to ten, which I love for the fact of like you could have there could be like eight people in your sphere that you're only interacting with. You can all get together in your space, I feel. And so they're doing a, you know, four to six for 195 or eight to 10 for 325. And they've got prime rib and ham and salads and Caesars and, you know, carrots and all the rest. Uh, We need to talk about if you have a family of five. Yeah. And someone we know is rounding the corner on making her family of five. Who? Do you know that Elizabeth Reese announced that she's pregnant with baby number three? Oh, my God. No. When did she announce it? There you go, Weekly Dishers. It was on her Instagram, and I happened to catch it, and I was like... A race is going man to man contact. Wow. Three children. That's his own defense. Yep. Yeah. Nope. That's his own defense. I love it. So, wow. congratulations if she's listening. And she usually does listen yeah. Saturday mornings. E, we're very excited for Yay. you and for Jay. Yeah. A baby. My, my uh, brother got married over Zoom last weekend. And yep. uh, it was kind of weird, but fun. 
to see every like 12 people were in on the Zoom and they had the pastor on the Zoom. Yeah. And then her brother had gotten legally the online thing so he could sign the paperwork. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we got married or they got married and I wore a hat, which yep. was kind of fun. It was very sweet. And then um, after the marriage, we all played a game on Zoom where someone read the trivia cards. There you go. See, celebrations can still happen, you guys. They can. They can. Just a little bit different, and it's important to feel through it. So there you go. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about uh, meal prepping, I think, aren't we? Yeah, some home cooking. All right, we'll be back. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Steph March. And we are here with you today. We gave you some good Easter takeout ideas. <laughs> Very few, but some. <laughs> there are some. There's, There's some a good lot ones. out there. Yeah, Free I'm gonna House try to, has a good one. I'm going to try to pull together an actual list. People need lists. Let's be clear. Everyone yeah. needs lists right now, and I get that. So I'm going to try to pull together a list by Monday of places, because you do, a lot of them are asking that you order ahead. So Yes, I think actually some of them, like the deadlines are Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday right. of next week. Right, so. so I'll try to put together a list on MSP Mag uh, on Monday. Good, because I'm on Lori and Julia's show on Monday talking oh, about Easter ideas, so great. then I'll just do your list. Okay, that's perfect. <laughs> that's how this works. Since you're going to do the work. Why not? As long as you say step. Jeff March did I this. Will, I will. I'll give you full credit. Um, so I, I've been talking to a lot of moms this week. First of all, moms, I just want to like give you a high five. And dads too. Dads too. Dads too. Hi, I don't mean to be sexist. Too. Yep. And single parents and anybody that has kids under the age of 18 in your home. Okay. Because they're, my sister this week mentioned to me that her 10-year-old has been scream crying three hours a day. They are upside down their routines have changed the family life has changed they're missing their friends too they can't articulate their feelings so they're acting out all over the place my sister who i hope she's not listening she was like okay so i'm supposed to be a badass woman uh, entrepreneur during the day then i'm supposed to be betty crocker at like dinner time right and be preparing all these meals and then i'm supposed to be pam anderson after nine o'clock and doing the haul haul she was like, I am done. I it's have, a lot. I have no more. All the hats are in one house. Yeah. She's like, I, I feel like I'm Lizzie Borden and yeah. you all just better watch out. You know, even the, and I will say that it's, you know, sometimes everyone you're getting into these places and you you're in your own craziness and you forget about that. Your kids are also doing that if they're older, because maybe they're not scream crying. Cause I would say that Jake and I had a moment at 1am this week where I was like, I just had him and I just, we were both just getting to bed and I was like, sorry, you have to be trapped with my craziness. And he goes, sorry, you have to be trapped with my teen angst. So yeah, you know what I mean? Like we both were feeling squished and we were both feeling trapped and we were both feeling like we were insane and that the other was also insane. Well, and what normally a lot of people do is they resort to like their own corners. And so a lot of the kids are on their iPads all day yeah, between like school and then whatever entertainment they can find. And if you've ever had a kid be on their iPad all day, which I have a couple times, particularly on sailing trips, sometimes that would be like her only entertainment. After her bleary eyes staring at an iPad for eight hours, she was just awful. Mm -hmm. She was just like an awful person. I was like, okay, this iPad is not good. In any case, I came across an article because one of the things that I'm hearing from a lot of the moms is, you know, they're not used to making three meals a day at home. They're used to maybe making dinner 
four or times like on a the week. Weekends. Yeah, like, or twice. like here's some lunch meat. Kids make a sandwich, and then the kids are like, "Where's the chips? Where's the cheese? I don't like that cheese. I want the yellow cheese." In any case, <sighs> two hours of meal prep. And then you have a meal for the whole week. A lot. Yeah. The batch cooking that has been going on by health advocates, you know, to kind of control your portions and can be ready for healthy eating all week. This is coming into play in a big way for just regular people trying to get a grip. Yes. So here's what you do. And I'll post this article on our Facebook page so that you can get all the specific instructions. But it's pretty simple theory. You get a three pound piece of protein okay so this could be a boneless pork shoulder it could be a chicken it could be short ribs it could be lamb shoulder you get a big hunk of meat second thing you do is you get a pound of dried lentils or other beans things like black-eyed peas maybe kidney beans some kind of a protein rich grain or bean okay okay the third thing you do is you get a pound of grain so it could be wheat berries, it could be wild rice, it quinoa. could be farro, quinoa. It could be rice, just plain rice. Yep. Then the fourth thing you do is you get three to four bunches of leafy greens. So this could be spinach, this could be kale, Swiss chard. Um, it can be um, also adding herbs, right? So you could have a, a pile of herbs. Then the last thing you do is you have your garlets, your shallots, and or onions, your olive oil, vinegar, lime or lemon, mustard, honey, salt, and pepper, okay? So here's the deal. What you do is you make your protein. You're going to slow cook it, and depending on what the protein is, that's how you're going to cook it, right? So, so gonna, if it's a chicken, you oven roast it. If it's a pork, you may shoulder, you braise it. Or you might oven roast that too. If it's lamb, you might, uh, you'll probably oven roast it, roast it. If it is um, short ribs, you're probably going to quick sear and then slow cook those. So you cook your protein. And in this article, and you guys can figure out how to cook a protein, right? Everyone's going to do a little bit different. For me, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I have my chicken thawing right now. I'm going to make a whole chicken. So I'll just use myself as an example moving forward. So I'm going to cook my whole chicken. I'm going to roast it. Then I'm going to, a lot of you who bought these beans and lentils and stuff when you were preparing your pantries. And so I'm going to cook my pound of whatever that is. I'm going to cook my kidney beans or I'm going to cook my lentils and then I'm going to rinse them. So they're cooked and rinsed. You can cook these in your instant pot. You can cook them in your, I don't like to cook them in a slow cooker for this particular application because they break down too much. Yeah. Use a stovetop. So I'm going to cook my, uh, my bean thing and then I'm going to rinse it. And so now I have like just cooked beans, right? You could also use cans if you're in a jam or you want to use it for pantry. Okay. Then throughout the week, they're giving me opportunities to use these items in different dishes. So one of the dishes would be a grain bowl. I've made these grains. I've got a hunk of these protein beans and I've got some meat and I can put a dressing on it. I can put fresh herbs in there. I can put a vinaigrette and toss it. But I've got a grain bowl. Another meal is you've got tostadas. So you're going to have a tostada. You can mash up your beans or your lentils or whatever you could make like a little mash put that on your tostada and then you have your little shredded protein that you've gotten from the refrigerator you can crisp it up if you want to maybe you're going to add so another a tortilla is you're saying or a tostada that wasn't on your list <laughs> oh there's no, no tostadas on the list okay but so yes explain what a tostada is to people too. a tostada is a corn tortilla you can buy them either already crisped or you can crisp them in oil. Just put a little oil in a pan. 
I do them actually in the oven. I rub oil on both sides. I put it in a 400 degree oven and I crisp it up. Okay. So, and this is like, so what you're saying is there's things outside of your list here that you're supposed to add in with it. Okay. So you could have flour tortillas if you wanted to make a burrito. Got it. These are like your base ingredients and you don't need to add other things, but if you have other things, you can. So now you've got a tostada lunch, you've got a burrito dinner, you've got a bowl. Now you could add eggs, right? And you could make a bowl with eggs or you could use this protein and make some fried rice Mm -hmm. and throw your little bits of chicken in there. You're going to finish it off with some fresh herbs. This vinaigrette that you make comes in handy in lots of ways because you could use it as salad dressing and throw your protein hunks on there. You could use it as a little drizzle on a tostada. You could use it as a filling to make the rice a little sloppier for a burrito. You could use it just a million different ways as a dressing for a green bowl. Mm -hmm. So the idea being that if you have these base things cooked, this pound of grains, this pound of bean mixture, this protein that you've roasted, you've got all these different things that you can do throughout the week. Yeah. And remember also, we know that like kids are not, big into grain bowls maybe with because you kind of started with like if you're doing meals for your kids just remember that like your your grain could be a pasta that could also be like you know and you can put the chicken into the pasta and that but the point is that it's already cooked and it's already there waiting for you just to kind of heat up and reassemble right and how about you just have some broth yes yeah so you have some chicken broth now you can make soup yeah you throw a handful of the grains in a handful of the beans or the lentils in a handful of the protein in and you've got a soup finish it off with some fresh herbs and you know if you have kids one of the things that my sister is struggling with and i kind of was yesterday i was like i could give you all kinds of things to do here but basically it's just because i care about you and i'm trying to help and that's probably irritating so i'm going to stop and not do that but one thing that i think you could think about is giving the kids more control oh absolutely you're in charge of lunch today Yeah, You can make us whatever you want, whatever you can find for lunch, as long as you're safe and whatever your stove issues are with your kids. But give them meals. Well, let them, yeah, let them. And honestly, with our little weird, you know, idea of like what we all throw together for ourselves randomly, it's kind of okay if during this time when they're, you know, stressed about their schedules and they don't know what's going on in the world, it's kind of okay to let them have, you know, cereal for breakfast and lunch. Yeah. It's okay. I said, maybe like give her the idea of, that she can make um, dessert because she kind of likes to bake and she's always like she's a sweet tooth so I'm like maybe she can make the dessert for the family and like give them a a day in advance or make a schedule so that you can buy the stuff they need if that's the issue I just feel like Sometimes, I mean, for me, whenever I'm feeling out of control, the first place I go to is my kitchen. And that just is like a sigh of relief. Yeah. I know what to do here. Yeah. I know how to prepare things. I know how to nourish my family. Yeah. I've made so much soup still. Yeah. I'm still making soup like for an army and just giving it away. Yeah. Because it just makes me feel like I'm doing something nice for people. Yeah. And that's, you know. That's uh, I think that you're right. And I think that like find out what your kid wants to do. And then I know it's not I'm not saying ha- let them have chocolate for dinner every single night, but maybe find a way to like give them a little bit. It's like it, as far as the war on food, find them, find a way to give them something in this battle. When my dad and mom got separated when I was a kid, one of the things my mom did that I've never forgotten was we had on Friday nights, we'd have chocolate malts and popcorn night for dinner. And that felt so like, oh my gosh, my mom was stepping out. Yeah. Like This was so unusual. And she would put an egg in the malt because I think she thought that was nutritious. 
But like we thought that that was so awesome that my mom like let us have popcorn and malts for dinner. Yeah. I think I would try that if you got a kid and you want to try something fun and maybe they can decide what you're going to put in the malts. I don't know. But just understanding that they're struggling too. Yeah. And it's hard for everybody. I love the way this article broke down. Get these things prepare them yeah. and these are the things you can do with them to have meals throughout the week. And if you are looking, I just have to shout out Meyer for this because her entire business is about batch cooking. You know, Project Vibrancy Meals is about batch cooking the right, you know, in ways to make you feel healthier and better. And so if you're if you don't have kids and you're just by yourself, but this sounds also like an, a good thing for you, I would say check out her stuff at Pro- Project Vibrancy Meals because that helps set you up for the week. And if you are like one or two people, a lot of people are looking for meals for one or two people because they're not gathering at all. And I think that that's what's great about her her stuff is that it really does. It's batch cooking on a smaller scale. It's for personal use. I love it. So I love it. All right. When we come back, we're going to do the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. You can call in with your questions or we can play the pantry game with you. 651-641-1071. We'll be back. 651-641-1071. We want you to call in, ask us any questions, ask <laughs> us what to cook with your pantry, ask us where to order your Easter food. 651-641-1071. Did I give out give... my cell phone number again? No, you didn't. You just oh. did it early and the music was loud, so like I didn't know if they could hear. So I've that's done all. this before where I've given out my cell phone yes, number. Which is so weird because you've been at the station longer than I have. No, it's and weird. And I totally have never... <laughs> Six four one, no, no six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you want to know what's in the hooch that Stephanie made me, that's sitting on the counter here. Well, you have to watch the video because I'm I basically dumped it. a bunch of bottles in there. But here's the Is it deal: like Wapatui? It's basically wap, yeah. And I made the wap. It made it in the wap bucket, and then not to spoil it, but it goes into a very special vessel at the very end. And um, okay, you'll have to watch it. I, I know a lot of you have already seen it, but. Um, I will tell you, it's got tart cherry juice in it, which is anti-inflammatory. It so sure it's is. healthy <laughs> boozing, people. This is how we save ourselves. You have the inflammatory booze yep. and the anti-inflammatory cherry juice. Yep. Boy, we're going to be dishing up nutrition before you know it. Oh, don't even. They'll get so mad at us. They'll be like, wait, why are you stealing our segments? Yeah, we're not. Don't even worry about it. 651-641-1071. Did you want to talk about Emily Castle's tweet just real briefly? Yeah, so that was... She was funny. Yeah, the tweet was basically like, what have you had for dinner? You know, and that was what... Actually, that's what is on the Facebook page. The question is, what have you cobbled together for yourself during quarantine? You know, and the idea of it being uh, totally weird, like Italian dunkers, peas and carrot sticks from Kate, just like a school lunch, plus a huge glass of red wine. (laughs) Raleigh says tortilla chips with barbecue sauce and sour cream. Yum. That sounds real good. Yeah. I know. And then Andrea's all Add like. a little ranch. And- Here's Andrea. Well, I'm having two over easy eggs on arugula with a little parm for lunch. I'm like, yeah, those are. That's a normal good thing. That's like, delicious. Well done you. But she says today wings. And someone said nothing weird. Jean says nothing weird. But I cannot stop eating chicken wings. <laughs> okay. Because that is brings me. I have a literally five pound bag of chicken wings in my Ooh. freezer. Because I bought them for a Super Bowl. And we were going to have a big Super Bowl party. Yeah. And then, you know, it didn't happen. Yeah. Because we were in the middle of coronavirus and yeah. I just didn't feel like I wanted to be cooking chicken wings for everyone. So we're getting to the point where we're going to have to do something with the bag of wings. So we've got Jenny on the line. How you doing, Jenny? Hi. I have a question for you. Sure. I'm a grandma. 
and I have been making meals for my daughter's family and teenage kids. That's and so now nice that of you, Jenny. Quarantine, well, it helps because they work full-time and I am not full-time working. But I'm wondering how I can continue to do this and keep the food made in my house safe and bring it to them. I'm wondering if I make it in my house and they bake it at their house, is that okay? Yes. Or is freezing doing the same thing? Don't freeze. I mean, freezing does not kill the coronavirus. We have been told, yeah. I I said last week on the show, I mentioned that it's a good way to kind of just, you know, level out, but it, it does not kill it, but it does... It just keeps bacteria, you know, it's part of the kill stage for bacteria, but it's not about the virus. So prepare your food, freeze it or whatever, and then bring it to them and they will bake it and they're fine. Yeah. Okay. And same thing. How about for an Instapot? If I put the ingredients in the Instapot and then they do it at their house, that's okay. Yeah. Pressure. Yeah. Any, yeah. That the pressure cooking is a 212 degree situation. Any kind of heat like that, like cooking heat is going to destroy anything. Okay. But I should not bake a cake at my house and take it to them. I'm not a medical expert. Yeah. It's hard for us to tell you exactly (laughs) what to do. Um, I would. I don't know. And I don't want to, we're going to get a lot of people telling us not to give you medical advice on this kind of stuff. And so I would say that you <laughs> should consult maybe some more. <laughs> There's no well, science. There is no science yeah, that people okay. are getting sick from coronavirus by eating prepared food. Yeah. There is not. There's no evidence. So. Yeah. So like people getting food from a takeout restaurant. Right. Bringing it home. And, I would yeah. say if okay. you are safe and sanitary with cleansing your hands, your ingredients, you know, like as far as when you're baking and cooking, if it goes into a bake, if it goes into a situation in the oven and comes out and you're safe and sanitary around it, I think, I mean, I, I'm going to tell you personally, I have made cookies for my mom, you know, that kind yep. of thing. Yep. Well, that's kind of what I love to do. I'm like, Stephanie, when I get stressed or whatever, yeah. I relax yeah. by cooking. So do your best. And, and it's okay. for your family and do your best. And yes. Okay. And we're not medical experts. Yes, so please, everybody. Take everything know. we say with a grain of yes. salt 100% of the time. We are bumbling along like <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> okay, thanks. So Thank much. you, Jenny. And how nice of you to cook for your family. We have David on the line, and David wants to play the pantry game. Woo! Hi, David. Hi. What's I up? love this game. I think you should make it a regular segment. Oh, oh I think we, we might. Everybody's because been I, really receiving it I well. Always, as people are putting off their recipe things, I'm trying to figure out what I would come up with. And yeah. then I love to hear what you gals think. Oh, too, good. So. Okay, what it's do you got? Fun. Anyway, so I've got a, a cornbread mix. I've got green, um, how do you say it, serignola olives. Oh, I don't know. And olives. chicken breast. And dots pretzels. Oh, <laughs> that was four ingredients. Wait, but so we're gonna olives? let it go. So all it's green olives. So green olives. Do they have pits in them or not? Uh, they do. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, I'm so in cornbread a... mix, green olives, chicken breasts, and dots pretzels. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. What are you gonna do? Well, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make the chicken breast. I'm gonna cut up the olives. And I'm going to make like a casserole kind of thingy with either sour cream or soup or some sort of liquid. And then I'm going to make the cornbread and I'm going to pour that on the top and I'm going to bake it. So it's going to be like a shepherd's pie or a Texas pie with the cornbread on the top. I'm going to use your Dots pretzels as like crunchy or dippers at the end. So you could make it like 
a fork almost. Okay. And you're going to eat it with your Dots pretzels. All right, here's what I'm going to do. Totally different. I'm going to take your chicken breasts and I am going to pound them a little flat in a plastic bag. And then I'm going to crush up the Dots pretzels with a little bit of the cornbread mix. And I'm going to make sort of a, uh, you know, like a, yeah, a, 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 a crunchy shell on it. And I'm going to put it in a shake and bake that business. And then I'm going to pan fry that in butter. So you're getting kind of a scallopini chicken with that good crusty mix. Meanwhile, over here, I'm going to bake that cornbread with the olives in there. And I'm going to add jalapenos and a little bit of cream cheese into the mix of the cornbread. <laughs> and you're going to bake those as muffins. And then you have like kind of a good muffin with a breaded chicken situation. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> That sounds great, and it just this it's kind of as a little test because I'm convinced, uh, Smarch, that you and I are soul sisters. Because <laughs> that's exactly what I would do. Oh yeah! Oh, that's so funny. We are soul sisters. I, was, I love it. I was going to mix the cornbread, put some of the chopped olives, kind of like there. There's a um, Chilean dish like that. I can't yes. think yes. what the name of it is. Paquillo. Yes. Yes. And then, um, ba- you know, bake that with like the pan fried pretzel crusted chicken oh god yes perfect perfect i just say too i love it there's a stephanie for everyone (laughs) (laughs) well there's there's yeah stephanie moment for everyone too (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah i've got i've got both stephanie's a little bit in my veins i think we all do you could do worse you could have you could be a jan or a marie or who is the you could marcia marcia yeah Yeah. all right david thanks Thanks, for calling in we're gonna take a break when we come back we'll have the top two an hour two